This is Three Girls, One Key. We have me, Amy Schumer. We have Bridget Everett. I'm gonna tickle his gobbler. Rachel Feinstein. Rachel Stinks at Barty.com. Keith Robinson. She took off the heel of her foot and kicked me right in the face. We're all comedians. Hell yeah. These three people are my my best friends. And I'm I say that with so much shame <laughs> and regret. <laughs> Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? And there's someone sitting next to us Who that freaking man It's ooh Oh, oh It's Keith <laughs> Welcome back to season four Yay Of Three Woo. Girls One Keith Woo. One Keith <laughs> We didn't think we'd get here no. <laughs> I cannot believe we're back. We have Rachel Feinstein, as always. Bridget Everett, as always. Hey, everybody. Keith Robinson, yeah. as something. <laughs> this is going to be oh my, my best God. season. I don't really? Know about y'all. This is going to be my best. Oh, really? You know that you're the fan favorite. Absolutely. I should be. We no, really, we, no, but we really have heard that people like Keith. Isn't that what we heard, Kevin? This is Kevin Kane, our producer. Yeah. Keith What's was, the feedback from Spotify? Keith was... Ranking as most favorite and most hated. Yeah. How can you do it? But you do it. It was a 50 50 poll. That's, I really agree with it. I think that's how we all feel about it. <laughs> We're here on Martha's Vineyard, I would like yeah. to say. We are here uh, on Martha's Vineyard, which is where Chris, my husband, is from. I had a baby. Hey. I just tried to show Keith my C section and he wouldn't look at it. You, me too, me and C section. Why? What's the problem? That's what me too. You made me. I don't want to look at you. Why your can't C-section? you look at my C section? No, why? I didn't want to. I Why? told you no. No means no, Amy. I don't know. <laughs> it's unclear. <laughs> anyway, I had a baby. Keith doesn't care. He doesn't want to see where the baby came out of, which is beautiful. My stomach. And uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to do part of the season on the, on the vineyard because it was a good place for people to say yes, who normally wouldn't because they're so bored here. Bored you by know? the beauty. <laughs> yeah, it's like so beautiful and you don't really have anyone to talk to. So, you know. And our first guest of the whole season you know, this is the first episode of our whole season. It's Seth Meyers, guys. Oh, I want to be noted, I just walked right in. Walk, you walked walk right, right in. in. And we're rolling. rolling. And rolling. we're rolling. There's nothing to hide. Did you guys do homework on? Oh my God. Yeah. What do you know? What do you know about? Rach, know where when, did Seth grow up? Um, when he was a little boy in um, Ireland, uh, he had yeah. polio that almost completely mangled him, but That's he bounced right. back. What do you know about Seth? Where did Seth oh, go to college? He, well, I know that he did um, a summer at a baking institute. He bakes a lot of, <laughs> but not, mm-hmm. co- not cookies, not pies, breads. Right. Breads yeah. and loaves. Oh, yeah. Breads and loaves. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> those in, those that- of us in the baking community don't like when people throw the two together. No. Thank you. And you <laughs> identify as a baker, first and foremost. Then a father, yes. then a husband, then a, then a television host. Yes. And Let's he hates about- Mary Berry. Uh, that's right. You hate Mary Berry from British Bake Off. Okay, I do. huge nem- nemesis. <laughs> Those are American jobs. We were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> we were gonna go around. Well, first, let me actually say some things about Seth. Seth Emmys. Who cares? Who mm-hmm, cares? Mm-hmm, Late night mm-hmm. Emmy awards. You mm-hmm. hosted them. Was I that did. fun? No. Okay. Golden Globes. That you was fun. I did. That was oh fun. My God. You get to drink at that one, right? What was you your know? favorite joke from the Golden Globes? I mean, it was the first Globes after sort of Times Up. It was just good evening, um, ladies and remaining gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Tone setter. 
Okay, so anyway, you were in Europe and you did SNL. Mm -hmm. 13 seasons. Yeah. Time 100, no one cares. Mm, and he's so he's my good friend. Yes. And I'm um, good friends with his wife and mm -hmm. his sister-in-law. And uh, yeah, we play poker. We do. So we're caught up. It's been up. very nice. We've gotten to be a lot better friends the last yeah. couple of years. It's, been it's nice. A great People surprise gift to me. Before we jump in to like really dissect you. Thank you. We're going to just talk a little bit about Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. I'll say... What do you mean, yuck, Keith? Yuck. Martha's Vineyard? Stinks. What do you have? A, you have a problem with the crisp, clean air, the beautiful uh, no, vistas? Well, you've never been here before. <laughs> Any place you got to catch a ferry to, I just don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's something very phony about that. He called what the are you, island a phony. You got to get to a ferry to get to us. Fuck you. That Mark used to Vineyard. be everywhere. <laughs> also, you can take an airplane too. <laughs> yes. I feel yeah, like thank you, you. I feel like you're talking about a place that is only ferry, oh. which I might agree with you on, but there are other <laughs> right. means there of getting here. That's fair. Yeah, you can't land on Ellis Island. Yeah. It's important to know that Keith hates nature. I don't <laughs> he hate nature. Like, nature stinks. Yeah, he doesn't trust I'm it. I'm closer to Keith, I think, than probably the rest of the people. <laughs> I one time went in the ocean with Keith, and he was punching the waves. He tried to fight the ocean. Yeah. What's your other problem my, my with Martha's Vineyard? My other problem with Vineyard, the damn place we're staying at. You were very unnerved that nobody locks their nobody locks their it's, doors on the whole vineyard. There's no everybody can just walk in. It's about ten screen doors. Did you sleep? No. You didn't sleep? No. Gosh, you're so full of energy today. Though. First of all, that's definitely because you're mad. Because you're mad. I'm, I'm annoyed, but but I'm up all night and I'm, the crickets are. Cr it's just I hate Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> you hate Martha's Vineyard? Absolutely. You hate crickets? Crickets just in my while I'm sleeping. It reminds you of being on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I usually get paid when I hear crickets. Yeah. <laughs> when we went to go pick Bridget up for the airport, this woman thought Keith was her driver. And yeah. now I was in the passenger side. He was in shotgun, and this woman dressed like a Kennedy. <laughs> I did respect that Amy yelled at her. Amy's like, he's in the passenger seat. I did. I yelled at her racist face. And she still looked. She still looked like. She wasn't like, sure you, you weren't her driver. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're in a black kind of SUV, and you're black. I think you're my driver. You, you, you almost drove her. You almost drove her. She was like, Reggie? Reggie? <laughs> <laughs> she was just jealous. Which brings us to today's topic, jealousy. Oh, yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> jealousy. Jealousy. I'll go first. In terms of like work and the business jealousy, I'm not proud to say this, but there was this one day, and this was like, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. It was like this, this period in Whitney Cummings' life where she had gotten a special when uh, she had an e-talk show. She had uh, two broker, like just all this stuff was happening. And I was upset and I called my managers at the time and I was like, I'm, I'm stressing. Like, I don't know why I'm bugging out. Whitney Cummings is all these things and I have nothing. And they were like, well, you can just get like, do those things. You can just work hard and try and do like, get your own show and get, do a special. And it just hadn't really occurred to me, you know, not that it's so easy and you just decide that you want to do something and do it, but it was like, what a waste of energy to be focused. And what am I worrying about her for? Can I can I add to that? Yeah. I, just because one of the pure joys in my life was knowing that. Knowing <laughs> that I was suffering from jealousy? <laughs> of Whitney, yeah. And then she had that sitcom on NBC. 
in which was it I called would, Whitney? Yeah, oh yeah, Whitney. All marriages end in sweatpants. And I DVR'd it, and I made sure every time I was on the phone with her, yes. anytime she came over, it mm-hmm. was mid episode. <laughs> That's true. Every single time he would quote the episodes, everything, and and I just realized like the jealousy is such a useless feeling. It's just it's. What about you guys? Any jealousy? You know, it was always being jealous of the people you love, and you know, my years at SNL, there mm-hmm. were so many of my closest friends. And that place seems to breed jealousy. Yeah, <laughs> I just. But you know, I'm they you, there was a finite amount of space each week, and so when your friend succeeded, often that was like a binary right. result with your failure. Yeah, it makes me dislike myself so much. I mean, it was yeah, it's a I bad feeling. Passed, but you know, I got through it obviously. Yeah. But I'm I hated how I felt that way about people that genuinely deserved it and I loved and I was happy for. But how could you not feel that way in that? Especially it's a place where I've heard it's like you just feel like you're constantly on the chopping block. Right, that doesn't help. That no, I think it doesn't help. Are you? Do you run your show that way? Do you like tell the writers, like, keep a bag packed? Yeah. <laughs> Dig your own grave? Well, you know, I... When I say to one of the writers, good job, I then point out to the others the absence of that for them. Yeah. But ultimately, it would have been better for you to hear that than for you to hear me say it to your colleague. Yeah. Okay, good. It's really more about that. (laughs) At SNL, do they like, do they sort of like come down on people? Like, do they sort of like, you're not performing? Do they sit people aside? No, you just have to, I mean, people sense it. You you know when you're hot and you know when you're cold. And also, everybody else knows how cold you are. Oh, God. So, actually, the strangest thing is when people are being real, Really nice to you at SNL. I think sometimes the sense is, oh, things must be going very badly (laughs) for people to be taking time out of their week to check in on me. And don't they sort of wait until like long after the season? So you're sort of like, if you're like on the line, you don't really know for a couple months if you're going to be asked back or not. It's the most arbitrary system. But there's, (laughs) you know, the season ends in May, and then there's contractually they have to decide on June fifteenth whether or not they want to pick you up. And my, I think my second summer, they were like, they're going to extend until <gasps> July 15th, <sighs> which is basically what they're saying is, we're going to keep looking. Yeah. <laughs> and if we can't find anything we can better. If we can't find you. anyone better than you. Someone with even a little charisma. That's, we will I, regrettably come back. Oh, that's God. one thing about this business. It, it will let you know exactly where you are each step. Mm-hmm. Right. Bridget. Well, I don't, like... I get excited when my friends do well because I feel like it makes it that much closer. I really do feel that way. But mostly I don't feel jealous about professional stuff. I do have really bad jealousy when it comes to um, men. And I used to have this neighbor that lived upstairs and his bedroom was right above my bedroom. Like he used to come over and like on his way home, we would make out a little bit. Mm. And then he started dating this um, this girl that like wears cowboy boots and dresses, you know, that can pull that off. Oh yeah, um, I've tried that. Yeah. It didn't work out. And I could hear them in the bedroom (gasps) right above my bed because I lived in this loft. So I was like 12 inches from like where you could hear the cowboy boots. And um, it was dark. I took it down. You guys start talking. Nobody cares, but shut up. (laughs) Yes, we do. That's (laughs) so dark. That'll turn you off cowboy boots for life. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, well, boyfriends, you know, I'd be real like... Like I've looked at a phone, I've looked at email and like kind of obsessed over an ex like of them or something. Yeah. And and really it's not what I discovered for myself is that it wasn't about like the idea of their hands on another woman or something. It was it was about my ego. It, it was, does come it down was, to that. Yeah, I didn't want to feel stupid. I didn't want to feel and I didn't want the girl to think that she 
got something over on me or something. Yeah, it's like it was never about like, I love him and I, you know, it was really just about my ego, I think. I wasn't (laughs) planning on telling this story. Whoa. (laughs) She's going off road, guys. I'm going rogue. Let him know, Rachel. Rachel. I was jealous of Seth one night because, okay. Really? So... I don't know if anybody's familiar with this character. No, it never took off. I did a character where I played an old Jewish lady that reviewed hip hop based on a Star of David rating. Oh, Unfortunately, Rhoda. the nation never Ice cold embraced Rhoda. it. But I, I think it's not over. Ice cold Rhoda. And uh, she was the world's oldest uh, hater. And she would always <laughs> hate on <laughs> whatever hip-hop. she reviewed. Anyway, so they asked me to do some roast for Comedy Central. Oof. It was like some sort of benefit or something. Okay. I thought you do and a benefit every night. I went in as Ice Cold Rhoda in costume. With like okay. your fake fur? Big swing I took, okay? Like, Damn. And everybody else was like schmoozing and like hanging out and like knew each and other. And I walked fucking... in in this dumb Humilla <laughs> costume. <laughs> and, I, and everybody was like, stay in character. Like it'll be a brave choice. So like I walked in and I was like, hello everybody. I'm so excited for the roast. And everybody's just disgusted. Disgusted. Oh, They're like, please. ugh, beat it. And John Benjamin just slammed me the whole time and kept attacking the character. I mean, rightfully so. Oh, God. And you were like so graceful and funny. and uh, ni- But you know what? You know, it's it's even more insulting when a man doesn't slam you. Like, what, he was like next to me just kind of. Because he felt just, bad for you. Yeah, he felt such genuine and now he doesn't sorrow remember for me. you. Well, I remember this old woman Rhoda bombing. I just hadn't connected it. You were it so in the so role. It so much better if you had slammed me too, but you just like you knew I was in too much active pain for you to even address uh, what was going on. Like it would have been better if you just looked like, ah, you stink, you yeah. dumb character. But instead you were like real kind of gallant <laughs> about it, which just made it so much more embarrassing. Uh, yeah. Oh. I was well, like, I it was wonderful to meet. You were like, ugh. The hardest, the hardest rooms I've ever been in is uh, having been on the other side of it was I got to the place at SNL where I would watch, I would be in the room for auditions. Uh-huh. And just remembering that rawness of going out and obviously everyone knows the stakes of it. And yeah. uh, I always made it a, a rule to try to say hello to people afterwards. Right. <laughs> oh God, uh, this Before and so afterwards. <laughs> uh, and yet, and never, not one of them was as bad as, as Rhoda. <laughs> <laughs> Did you start as a writer or did you do Beautiful. like, an, did you do an on-camera audition? Or? I did, yeah. I got hired as a cast member first and then they slowly shunted me to a role did you do like, the desk. So are you like cold. an improv guy? Like, did you do that I did kind of come thing? from improv, but I had to, you, you know, the one, they let you write your audition, obviously. Huh. And so this will time stamp it for you guys. 2001, <laughs> my impressions were Hugh Grant, David Arquette, and Russell Crowe. Wow. Yeah. Those, so those you can do accents? Well. Not really. <laughs> well, you can I do one I, accent. I think I wrote, what, what's your accent? I oh, love oh, your I Pittsburgh accent. Oh, I can do, yeah. We have this thing called uh, Dingo Ate My Baby. Okay. Oh, Dingo Ate My Baby. This is your dramatic moment, so we can sort of set up a, a scenario for mm-hmm. you, and if you can take it with your improv skills. Um, mm-hmm. So here, basically, you've uh, just gotten off a cross-continental flight. Mm-hmm. You're coming from Pittsburgh. Okay. You're getting to go to um, Australia for the first time. Okay. You're excited. Um, you have your two kids, mm-hmm. and um, you get off the plane, mm-hmm. and you're walking your sons, or he's two boys, right? Mm-hmm. You're walking him around, and um, he really regrets coming over here. <laughs> He's like just made a decision never yeah. to say their names on his podcast. And you take him, you take him to like one of those places where they can see koalas and stuff. Sure. Um, can you just walk us around the the wildlife uh, sanctuary? Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, this is a big deal. <laughs> We're about to see a bear. It doesn't exist in the United States. I mean, you might be able to see it at a zoo or something. 
for you to see it right now in the wild, this is a big deal. Your grandparents never saw this. <laughs> I never seen this. And they are you they eat eucalyptus. That don't even grow. That don't even grow in Pittsburgh. <laughs> You'd have to have it mailed in. So that's what we're gonna look at right now. And they're cute. Oh, they're this is a cute bear. This is a cute bear, but uh, you know, I don't want you to get too close because let me tell you something about the wild. <laughs> don't fall for cute. <laughs> cute is often a guise. <laughs> and that's how a bear will trap you. So uh, let's just be real quiet, try to get some pictures, and then we'll go back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Oh my God, that uh, is thank you. too and funny. And I would say that was very, uh, thank you, Bridget. <laughs> call it, call, just calling it a bear. <laughs> just a bear. No one else would call it a bear. Just a bear. Unless you're from Pittsburgh. Oh my God, that just killed me. That really killed me. Rach, what's your jealous? Oh, okay. Rach, were you, you were a victim of jealousy, weren't you? Um, mm. I got a stalker that would send me all these emails and call different comedy clubs. She bought a bunch of different domain names, and they would all be like, Rachel Stinks at Farty.com. Really embarrassing things you don't want to say out loud, like Odor Rachel at StinkyRach.com. And she would call different comedy clubs, but it was like a serious pain in the ass because she would call clubs before I got there pretending to be audience member that was like warning about my smell. <laughs> it was a lot of scent-based harassment. And sounds she, like a truth teller. Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> like it works. I like this. She called New York Comedy Club pretending to be like, a, uh, or sent an email to New York Comedy Club pretending to be like a group of Germans complaining about how badly I smelled. And then the booker at the club called me and he's like, I just want you to know, like there was, she sent all these emails about your smell and I think you smell fine. I'm like, that's not even oh up in the air. God. He's like, you've all, I've never smelled whatever she's talking about. I'm like, clearly, she's Fuck. crazy. Amy used to answer my phone because she would just call me screaming like, you stinky fart bitch. Yeah, it's hard when someone's trolling your friend so hard, but you also think that it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> it was. It's very funny. Bad and she would call it. me garbage girl. It's and one solid time, bit. She was always like, you're a garbage girl. Do you know you're a little garbage girl? And I was logging into like my brother's Netflix and I was like, what's the passcode? And he's like, don't be mad. It's garbage girl. <laughs> <laughs> just thought it was hilarious. But uh, yeah, so it was going on for a while. And then I went to the police station to file a report. And the cop was so hot. And I had to read the most humiliating emails. Oh, I was no. like, and they were, he was so cute. And he's like, so what did she say about you? I'm like, here's she an example. She says my pussy is too small. <laughs> she says I'm too tight. <laughs> and then I'm like, she says I'm like a naughty little fart smelling puss hole. <laughs> She called, then she started calling my phone during this when I'm at the police station and the cop answers the phone. He's like, who is this? She screams right away, right? When you'd answer, she yeah. screams right away, you fucking puss smelling fucking fuck fart bitch. So the cop picks up the phone and she's screaming at him. He's like, whoa, this is, you know, Detective James Vitalini. You better watch your mouth right now. You're, you're talking to an actual police officer. And she stops and she goes, you're a cop? That's so fucking hot. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. And then the cops got really turned on. Like, you know, because she just had this cute little, all of a sudden she switched and she's like, do you wear a uniform? <laughs> you know, like, and, yeah. And they were completely turned on by her. And I was still the nasty garbage girl, you know, fart smelling. Yeah. Yeah, she was girl. really meant. She was mentally ill, though. Nasty yeah, she's in girls. jail now. She's in jail. Mm -hmm. She's in action. She she's mm -hmm. in jail. From that, for calls no, uh, my farts. 
No, not for calling somebody farts. For calling somebody farts. <laughs> As a woman, you also like, you do want like, a, there's a couple women who are prone to jealousy and they give you this look up and down and that's very flattering. I haven't experienced that in a long time. But, <laughs> you know, when you feel like a threat. Yeah. But you long. you picked up my phone a couple times and yeah. you dealt with her really well. Amy would pretend to be my publicist. Yeah. And she and she you told I her I also am your publicist. <laughs> I would imagine nothing's worse for a troll than mm-hmm. to call and have you all be like surprised there. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. to have Amy Schumer she was not just pleased. by chance be there. Yeah. She was not pleased at all. Yeah. See, I've never been jealous of anybody. What's you are such a liar. I haven't been in it. No. Like, okay, people try to make you jealous. Like me and Wanda Sykes were roommates, okay? Right. She's boom. Yeah. Uh, little Kev, I brought him to New York. Kevin Hart. Boom. I know one time great. when you were jealous of Kevin. Or was oh. it too soon? I was no, too it's soon. not too soon. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that time when you and Kevin, you both, uh, for whatever reason, had your, your Johnsons out, right? And you, you think that you got a real nice one. The Johnson and is you, the penis. <laughs> and then you see Kevin's and you pack up and go home. Am I, am I about right? Is there somewhere in there? And your dick was never to be seen again. <laughs> it was just over for me. I had to put it in retirement after that. Keith's dick was retired. <laughs> <laughs> is, does, do people know Kevin has a huge penis? I don't know. Well, now they do. Now they do. And you know what? You're welcome, Kevin. Was it pretty too? <laughs> Who's or was protest it just this? I'm what so was... glad that's the funny <laughs> Easter egg people will get from my episode. <laughs> You won't be mentioned on this episode. Yeah, that'd be nice. Oh my god. I got a pointless dumb dick. I think what he said was that he folded it up and put it in the trash. <laughs> yes. We should do a pound it or a pass. Do you wanna pound it? Or do you wanna pass? Pass. Do you wanna pound it? Or do you wanna pass? Pound it. Who's picking a pound it or pass for this episode? You said you were gonna pick a you I didn't did. like my one. You wanted to do Mitch McConnell. Absolutely. Why would we do... Okay, let's do Mitch McConnell. <laughs> pound it or pass, Mitch McConnell. Wait, pound it means we're on board? Pound it means you're fucking Mitch McConnell. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm going to pound it and here's why. Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get a strap on, right? Okay, right, right. But I'm not going to get a real big one. I'm going to make it so it's nice and tender for him. And I'm going to... Um, I'm gonna so put a, some- a strap on like Keith's dick. Yeah, like yeah, like okay. you know, nothing, nothing uh, intimidating, nothing that. Uh, Hi. Something do you only really like, have Kevin Hart, Hart, or is there? <laughs> oh, good. I'll take a key. And what aisle? Yeah. Oh, not just a basket. It's, it's outside. <laughs> it's in that basket out front. Oh, and you don't have to pay for it. Take oh, one. okay. Take okay, one. great. So I got my buy one get one free Keith uh, strap on. And uh, I am going to um, grab him by his little gurgles. What do you call it? What'd you call it last a night? A gobbler? Yeah. Like a go- his little gobble? His I'm going to tickle his gobbler and uh, I'm going to start off soft and then I'm going to fucking pound it out really hard. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> to... <laughs> I want to take... When I, when I take out my little Keith, my little baby Keith, my little, Keith. My little, my little Keith knob, I'm going to take it out and he's going to have like a little bit of a prolapse. Um, yeah, that's when the asshole comes out? Yeah, just okay. a little bit because uh, the fury with uh, that I did it, I think I want to leave an impression. Mm. So I, I'm going to just pass because I am actively afraid of the Secret Service. Right. Mm. Pass. Gotcha. Well, I'm not. Oh, okay. No, I'm going to pound him. I'm going to give him 272 pumps. <laughs> That's how many- <laughs> On the button. The 272. Uh- <laughs> Big 272. <laughs> 272 mm-hmm. pumps. I'm going to Google what the area code, because that's what we're going to call a 272. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That's great. The Scranton. You could go the Scranton. Oh. The Scranton is really good. Wow. The Scranton has to stay. We've had a lot of like beautiful women in the Pounder Pass, and you've never given up 272 pounds for any woman. 272 was out. I wanted where it's supposed to be. And then two, he puts out a good law for uh, gun control that'll make him do it. <laughs> right there. You think around 250 he might change his tune? Uh, all right, all right. Background <laughs> checks. Universal background checks. <laughs> Close the loopholes. Close, Close the gunshot loopholes. Loophole. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Rach, are you going to pound her past Mitch McConnell? I can't in good conscience give him a sweet piece. I think I might do sort of like a tittage rub and then just shove his head away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that feels right. Really. He's, he's, my, he's my number one most hated person right now in my life. I would send him a, a down-to-pound note. <laughs> okay. Note, like a heavily sort of perfume note. Yeah. <laughs> inviting him to a public, a, a table for two in a center of a public restaurant. Okay. And then just no-show. Oh, that's oh. how you really yeah. pound him. Just like more bread, sir, like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have that's somehow worse than a Scranton. That hurts. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Oh my God. Can you believe that night he brushes his teeth and goes to bed? Uh, it's amazing. The amount of people that can do that. Just fully, yeah, just, fully br- like just to remember to brush, to have yeah. to care so much about dental hygiene and right. so little about humanity. The, del- the welfare of others. Really just yeah. all of humanity. Yeah. All right, I want to ask you questions. Great. Okay. What's the most annoying question people ask you? I feel bad because people who ask it are very happy when they ask it. I do a Q&A at every show. And Can audience- we guess? Wait, let's guess. Okay. It, Is it the- about SNL? Yes. And when they ask it, they're very proud of themselves and it comes from a place of love, but I get asked it, I would say, at least every other show. Is it live? No. What, what's Any guesses what the annoying question would be? Hmm. Who's the worst guest? No, that because I, I know I just won't answer that one. Yeah. But how's Stefan? People are they they are oh. so proud of themselves to ask how Stefan is. Mm. But it comes from a place of sweetness. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I'm not it, I'm not still. judging, okay. it, but it's uh, but it's just you hear it a lot. Yeah. Um, what are you the most proud of of the work that you've done? Oh, this doing this show. I mean, how about this, <laughs> this podcast? <laughs> not all of it. Like probably just that koala bit. <laughs> That was really good. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, you know, it was strong. weird for that to come in. And no, I mean, it's, you know, building a, it's such a collective effort, but like putting that show together and having yeah. a late night show that, that works to some degree, that mm-hmm. would be, that would be number one. Holy shit. Yeah. Um, I asked Alexi, your wife, what I should ask you. Okay. And there was a really long silence. Yeah. You know, <laughs> long, like almost, and I, I almost said, are you still there? But I thought, I think, I, I know she, she's then there. Then when she spoke, she goes, He's doing a podcast? <laughs> He's supposed to be home with the boys. She said, well, because of playing poker, you can ask him about him being obsessed with rules and like train schedules and numbers and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's something that people probably don't know about you. What? Uh, what's up? Well, <laughs> I would say the greatest vacation I ever took with yeah. Alexi was we went to Switzerland in November. And if yeah. you buy a tour book of Switzerland, yeah. the first thing it says is don't come in November because it's super <laughs> like, freezing? it's like, it's like gray. Yeah. It's like not beautiful. The skiing hasn't started it's yet. It's just a waste of a trip. But it was so great because those trains, like everything, <laughs> like there was no part of the day that you were worried about. It was like, yeah. as long as we can get here and then we have five minutes to move over here mm-hmm. and then we go. Whereas just speaking of the vineyard briefly, there's yeah. so many places here where I'm stressed out all day as to whether or not we'll find a parking space. Yeah, and it's that like will not even ruin worth it to go. 
my entire day just thinking about <laughs> yeah. the time we went and there was no parking spaces yeah. and how stressed out that made the babies and everything. Yeah, so, I think that's a fair So answer. I would say um, if you like to know where you're going to be Switzerland in November. You like structure? I do like structure. And routine? I do. Okay. Um, Alexi said that you love Amsterdam. I do. You do? I do. How many times have you been? Well, pro- I lived there for two years. Oh, that's right. You did it. Yeah. What is it called? Boom? Uh, Boom, Chicago. Boom Chicago. It was the best thing. Improv there. Yeah, this improv theater that cast out of Chicago in the late 90s. Who were you there with? Were you there with Sudeikis? He was there right after I left. Oh, but okay. Ike Barinholtz, Jordan Peele, Pete Gross. I'm trying to think of my brother was out there. And it was a lot oh, of fun. God, that's fun. And so I think I've maybe, I lived there in 97 to 99, and I think I've been back easily 50 times. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. I yeah, love Amsterdam. it. Because I have friends and family over there. I mean, friends, but that felt like family. But it's the theater still there, and it's the best. Do you guys like Amsterdam? I've never been. <gasps> I've been I know, there. I want to go. I have love you, it. Have you performed there? Have you done stand-up there? He performed yes. uh, on a very thin street in the red light district. <laughs> <laughs> no, I performed there yeah. in 98. Gotcha. There was a TV show. Me, that Patrice O'Neill. Rest, rest in peace. Sorry, he, for oh, sorry, for, sorry, sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Sorry for your loss. Yeah, and so we all performed there, and uh, you know, it was a good time. Awesome. Did you go to a sex show? No, sex show. Yeah, a sex show. Why are you acting like you want to hold something back? Like you haven't no, had horrors well, all over you know, this country you know, and no, world. No, no, I, I, of course I've went window shopping, of course. That's a nice way to describe it. You know what's helping me feel better just thinking about all the disgusting and disgraceful things Keith has done in his dumb life yeah. is um, that uh, a woman once cut up his jeans, speaking of jealousy, <laughs> <laughs> put oil on rice on your floor, and uh, what else did she do to you? Smash the TV. Smash your TV. Flatten the tires. What did you do to her? <laughs> What I do? She's yeah. jealous. No. He's not going to cop to anything. What was her name? What was her she name? on her. Well, last night we were here. We were drinking, and you brought up that a woman once kicked you or kneed you in the face because you were so bad at going down on her. Yeah. <laughs> and we all drank to her. <laughs> Cheers again to Pam. Pam. That bitch. Cheers to Pam. <laughs> doing she, God's work. Does she give you any feedback that you've used uh, moving forward or no? Yeah, but I mean, I was only 18, and, but she took a heel of her foot and kicked me right in the face. Wow, God, <laughs> that was the last time you went woman. down on a woman. I don't believe that you take the time to go down on a woman. I do. You I'm do, a, all I'm, right. I'm, you know, but... He once told me he was an oral magician. Oh! Oh! Wow. Horrendous. you know means he stinks. Yeah. Because he goes down and they disappear. Wait, even to say it proves the opposite. Right. Yeah. If you're saying that, yeah. oh, if oh you're God, saying Keith. that. Um, I know, it's like saying, I know all the parts. Right. <laughs> it's like how Trump talks about like, oh yeah, you can grab their pussies. It's like, hey, no one talks like that. Well, uh, we're so happy to have my friend Seth Myers. Thank you, guys. This is a wonderful. This is an hour well spent. This was years. Very kind for doing this. And we want to tell people at home. We want to hear from you. We now have a an Instagram account. What? It's three girls, one Keith. The number three, the word girls. The number one, Keith. We post things there. It's like a very cool spot. And we want to hear from you. We yeah. want we want questions from you. Compliments Teenager would be cool. Run. Teenager run. Run by like not even a millennial. Yeah. Like literally we have a 10-year-old doing it. That's yeah. how on the cutting edge we are. Watch Seth Meyers yep. show. Yep. Which comes on at 11 
12.30. Prime time. First thing on, really, when you think about it first, because that's the next day. Start your day with Seth Meyers, which is what we want you to call the show. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Everybody, stay strong. Talk soon. Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Bart Coleman and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, Samaya Adams, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode. I, just, I can fart on command, watch. Once you hit your 40s, you think you can do that, and then you shit your pants. Every fart uh. is a gamble. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is.